0: If you feel like you're not making progress as quickly as you should be, if you worry about whether or not your business is a viable option for you, or if you feel like changing your business or moving on from it would mean that you fail somehow, I hope that this episode helps you feel a little less alone with those thoughts. My name is Jenna, and this is Building Balance. You're in the right place if you're a business owner who wants to do all the things, but you're running out of time in your day. On this podcast, I share thoughts and ideas about how to be productive in a human-friendly way and build more balance between business and life, even if it's just you in your business. If all that sounds good to you, let's just jump right in. I kind of can't believe that I'm recording the 100th episode of Building Balance. Um, I don't know if you knew about this, but about 90% of podcasters quit before their third episode, and only 1% of podcasters make it past 20 episodes or 21 episodes. So 100 episodes feels like quite the accomplishment in that way. And then at the same time, Podcasting has felt so natural to me that part of me thinks, well, 100 episodes is nothing yet. It's pretty funny how the brain works, how we can have these two fairly opposite thoughts at the same time. In this 100th episode, I'm going to share what's been going through my mind in the past little while and what that means or might mean for the Building Balance podcast and for my businesses. I was going to record this episode a few weeks ago already, but I didn't want to record this when I was in my kind of most rawest of feelings about what was going on, and I wanted to try and find a way to make this episode hopefully helpful or valuable in some way, even though it is like a behind-the-curtain look into what's going on with me personally. When I was writing down my notes for this episode, I was debating just how much to share because we're kind of taught that we're not really supposed to share about our struggles, right? But during these years that I've been a business owner, I've witnessed how so, so many business owners have kind of seemed like things are amazing for them, but then they've just disappeared without any warning and Maybe months later, you hear that they took a regular job or started working for some other business or burned out or, 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 and there was kind of never any indication that they were struggling or even thinking about moving on. They just stopped making episodes or removed their websites or emptied out their YouTube channels or stopped showing up in their Facebook groups. And I just don't want to be one of these people who seems like they're doing amazing and then someday just drop off the face of the earth. I was actually just talking to my business friend, my business bestie Lauren, about how it's so tiring that we're expected to pretend that everything's just fine and dandy because fine and dandy sells. Transparency and honesty about business is far less glamorous. It doesn't sell as well. But I think it's important, and there's going to be a boatload of that in this episode. So on that note, why was I in my rawest of feelings a few weeks ago? Over the course of this spring, I've felt my CISO decrease bit by bit. And actually, if I like think about it, really like think about it, it's probably been chipping away like for the past six months at least, Um, and like occasionally throughout a year or so. I don't know, something like that. Um, If you're new to the podcast, you may not have heard me talk about CISO before. CISO is a Finnish word that roughly translates as grit, determination, resilience, courage. It's one part of my three-part productivity ecosystem and that's the framework that i lean on to help my clients be productive in a sustainable human-friendly way the ecosystem consists of sisu wholeness and design sisu is in a nutshell your motivation and resilience wholeness is how you support your well-being and design is about the systems and practices that you've set up in your business how well these different areas are taken care of impacts your ability and your capacity to be productive. So I've felt a decrease in the CISO, in the motivation and determination that's required to make this business thing work. As much as I've taken care of my wholeness and I've designed my business around activities and practices that best work for me. I've still felt like I don't always have the energy, the motivation for the business. I don't have trouble with energy for calls with clients because that's, you know, the good stuff I want to be doing more of. And the podcast is also very easy for me to show up for. But working on the business and doing other marketing tasks Mm -hmm. beyond this podcast, those have been a bit harder lately to follow through on and because i've taken care of myself and set my business up pretty well i know that my issues are mostly in the Cecil part of my ecosystem and i mean i don't think it's hard for me to identify what's going on the main reason why i've felt a bit defeated is that i've been working on different iterations of this business for the better part of three years and I still struggle with getting clients. And I've definitely struggled with the feelings that come when I'm not growing the business from a financial perspective. Essentially, I've been suffering from failure fatigue. Um, This is a concept I talked about in episode 30. You might find that one interesting, especially if Or like during the times when things don't seem to be progressing in business. I think that that might be helpful. Episode 30. One can argue that I've made progress in other ways than financially. Like I've got a better understanding of what I love helping people with. Who I can help the best. I've gotten very comfortable creating the podcast and stuff like that. Uh, Someone asked me on Instagram when I felt the proudest during this podcast journey and while making it to this 100th episode feels pretty dang good, I think I felt the most proud whenever one of you has reached out and told me that a particular episode helped you with something or made you think differently about your situation or or um, if someone's told me that they listen to every episode because they're so helpful. So Those are the moments when I feel proud. I feel like I'm doing something right, you know. But for this business to be viable, it needs to make me money. I'm hugely privileged by the fact that my Marcus, my partner Marcus, makes enough money to support us and that has allowed me to experiment and play around with this business like parallel to my photography business, but me not making um Like more of my own money means that I'm not able to save as much money tax-free for retirement and stuff like that. And as we know, the earlier you can put money into retirement savings, the better. And then aside from like wanting to contribute to my retirement, of course, you just never know what might happen in life. Something could happen with Marcus's job Or I might have to fend for myself for some reason, or something might happen that requires us to have more money, um, like a long-term medical issue. Because, you know, we live in the US where healthcare is uh, what it is. So you just never know with life. And I definitely do want to be making decent money myself, even if our situation is okay right now. So I've struggled with growth, both with my business and with this podcast. I mean, I know the podcast is a part of business, but ah, uh, the business can grow, the podcast can grow. And struggling with these kinds of like results with growth is a new to me problem. In my photography business, I doubled my revenue every year for the first four years. I could see the data I had of how people were finding me and who was hiring me, who I wanted to work with, so I could make pretty good decisions of what what I should focus on to market my business, what to spend my time on to grow and which tasks I could just let go of and free up time from without it impacting my sales at all. But with this business, I just don't have enough of that data. While I've had some paid clients, Most of the work I've done has been for free in exchange for market research or feedback or both. (laughs) And some of them have also been recordings for this podcast. So I don't have enough data to show where like actual paying clients come from um, or like where they're most likely to come from. And when I don't know that, I can't make very intentional, like smart decisions. Sometimes I even ask myself, should I have hustled and tried to do like 170 different things to gather that data? But I also know that the main problem may not be the amount of work I've put in or that I've chosen like the wrong mediums to market myself through, but it might be that I haven't been able to articulate quite well enough what it is I do. I haven't maybe gotten in front of enough people. My messaging may have been off and so on. I've shared probably a good few times both here on the podcast and on Instagram that I've struggled with defining what exactly it is I help people with and kind of by extension I think that it's been hard for people to then know if they would benefit from my support. I also have to remind myself that even if I did everything quote-unquote right, seeing growth or making sales is not guaranteed. This isn't school where you're guaranteed a 10 or an A if you get every answer correctly, right? Or if you work hard. I know we want to think that there's a right way to do things that inevitably leads to success, but our success depends on so, so, so many factors beyond how hard we work or how well or how correctly we do our work. For example, business owners may want to spend their money on more tangible things in their business before investing kind of in a more personal transformation. It's easier to spend money on a website, on copywriting, on maybe a marketing strategy, while spending money on being more productive can feel kind of frivolous. Like productivity is something we should figure out by ourselves. And it's not something we should like ask for help with. We've kind of been conditioned to think that being productive is a personality trait and struggling with it makes us broken somehow. If I haven't said it enough on this podcast, nothing's wrong with you when you struggle with productivity. There's something else going on. Anyway, back to the business struggles. (laughs) Statistically, it's actually like fairly unlikely to have two out of two businesses succeed And I know that many entrepreneurs often try lots of different things before they arrive at a business that works. So I actually feel like I was very, very lucky that things have been as good as they have with the photography business, which was my first business. (laughs) Unless you count the business I had as a six-year-old selling painted rocks and I made my two and a half year old sister walk around with like a marketing sign on her chest. Um, I made about a thousand finished marks that summer, which I think would equal to something like 200 to 150 US dollars today. So that was a pretty huge deal for a little kid, right? So because of the struggle to grow, my brain has been occupied with thoughts on how I quote-unquote, should do things in order to get more visibility. What types of posts or episodes should I do to help people identify themselves and the things I can help with, and so on and so on. And a couple of weeks back, I noted that it's been a while since I felt like, like new ideas and epiphanies came to me on a constant-ish basis. They didn't come to me as easily as they used to. And when I thought about it, I realized that for so long, I've been putting most of my work time and the effort and the energy and, you know, blood, sweat and tears (laughs) into figuring out how to get clients and how to create things that are supposed to help me with audience growth and sales, that it's taken time and energy away from my creativity and from me having or like developing my thought leadership. My brain has just felt like mulch at the end of the day. And uh, recently, I happened to see a study that showed that if we're under some kind of mental load, like we've got a lot on our mind, we're trying to figure things out. This decreases our ability to have original thoughts and ideas. It like just closes off that part of the brain, right? Right. And this made perfect sense to me. I knew this is exactly what's been happening to me. So um, I made the decision to not worry about making sales for the next little while, just to kind of get my brain reset, get my brain going again. And then soon I'll make up a plan that allows me to have brain space regularly for both growing the business stuff and for having original creative thoughts. And... Just having that brain space freed up in the past like week and a half has been really amazing, just in terms of creativity and thoughts around this business. But it's also helped me think more clearly about my other options too, because I don't have to make this particular business work. It is a little bit hard as like someone who considered herself a high achiever or hard worker to even think that I wouldn't try to see this thing through. And I think that's something pretty problematic about the online business industry. We're made to feel bad about giving up or about moving on. We're told that if we just stick with it, if we just believe in ourselves, if we believe in our dreams enough, it'll happen. Of course, like I see the logic in there in terms of you have to keep going in order for there to be a chance to make a particular business a success, but keeping on isn't a guarantee that every business becomes a success. So I have to remind myself that it's okay to change course. Actually, I think episode 80 would be a good listen if you worry about what other people think when you want to change things up in your business or even when you want to move on from your business. In that episode, I shared a personal story of someone who once commented something to the extent of, oh, you're someone who doesn't stick with things and that experience, I think to this day sometimes, makes me stick with things longer than what's beneficial to me. So that was episode 80, in case you want to give it a listen next. A few weeks ago, I wrote a post on Instagram where I asked whether others also worry about their businesses being viable, if they worry about like saving for retirement, or if they also wonder about when jumping into a regular job could still work out. And it did seem like a good chunk of you were thinking about all of these same things. (sighs) I mean, the landscape of work possibilities has changed so, so much just in the 14 years since my graduation as a psychologist in 2009, and I can't even begin to imagine how different work possibilities are going to be by the time I'm at retirement age. I also think about how hard it can be to get a job the older you are. It's not how the world should work, but it definitely can't be denied that it's how the world works right now. Plus, I mean, the older you are, the harder it might be to learn a totally new career and job just because of an aging brain, right? When I really think about what I want. Um, I just want to do something that I don't completely despise (laughs) and that pays the bills and boosts retirement savings. And sometimes I think it would be kind of a relief to get that through a job job and not a business. Having a job job could bring quite a lot of relief, actually, from all the worries of business which would then free up brain space for creativity and thinking. Taking a regular job for a few years might be just the thing that enables me to have a thriving business later. Or maybe the regular job could hold me over until I've just done lots of cool things in my free time that could eventually lead to something like books. Like maybe I could have a regular job for the next, I don't know, 20 years. Lately, I've been finding it really inspiring to hear guests on podcasts who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe even 80s, talking about their recently published first book, or maybe the first book that they've written that has become a bigger deal. And, you know, prior to that, they've just held regular jobs. I love the idea of never fully retiring, but just maybe shifting from a job job at some point, to doing work that I feel interested in. Studies have actually shown that it doesn't do us good to work, 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 and then one day just retire and do nothing, or like to just have leisure time. We are healthier and we live longer if we have a sense of purpose. I'm not saying that the sense of purpose has to come from a job, but it's an option. Like I would love to be able to keep doing things that I feel interested in. I don't think I'll ever want to stop being creative or sharing my thoughts or, or learning new things. So not surprisingly, I've debated starting something new. Right now, I'm not interested in working as a psychologist, or a clinical one at least, but I wouldn't mind if I could use my psychology background in whatever it is I do in the future. Back when I graduated high school, I'm taking you back, (laughs) taking you back far. Um, I applied both to the most prestigious design school in Finland, which is Aldo University, And I mean, that's the only place where you could study architecture, for example, in Finland, um, at least at the time. I don't know how it is now. And I also applied to psychology at another um, university. I got into the psychology degree, which was already a pretty competitive program. So I went fully into that and just never applied to the design school again. One of my favorite things to watch on YouTube is channels that showcase homes that have been restructured to function better for their new owners or buildings that have been converted to functional, beautiful living spaces, apartment complexes, in order to kind of reuse buildings that already exist to help house the growing population of Earth. So kind of like, Inspired by years of watching those, last summer I was looking into architecture degrees again, but it would be around like at a minimum three years of studies. Now, I'm saying three years of studies isn't bad, but the cost could range from like 15 to 40,000 US dollars a year to study here. And that's just quite a lot right now, especially if I wouldn't have time to like make money on the side of that. So um, I'm like tabling that dream for now. But Marcus sometime in fall floated the idea that I might like coding because of the problem solving and the opportunities to make some creative things through code. But my only experience or knowledge of what a career in coding would require is Like, I've watched Marcus, you know, study to become a software engineer, uh, like first a bachelor and then a master's at a university for six years total. And I definitely didn't want to study six years for something that I felt quite unsure about, you know. So I kind of shut that conversation down (laughs) fairly quickly. But a couple of months ago, I saw an ad for Code Academy there was a woman um, talking about how she's been like a designer. Maybe she had been like an interior designer for years. I forget now if, if she had um, her own business, maybe. And she talked about how she wanted a new challenge or a steadier job, something like that. And she studied an engineering degree or a tech degree through Code Academy in just six months or something like that. I I watched this ad once and then i went down the code academy rabbit hole so i don't i don't exactly remember what it was but that was like the gist of the ad and that really made me think um and yeah i went down the code academy rabbit hole to see what there is they had like a quiz on what kind of job in tech might suit you best and things like that and they have like they have these one off courses you can take to just just learn a particular skill. But they also have these paths for learning different kinds of degrees within tech. And these paths, these um, degrees can be finished in just a few months, and you get like a certificate and all of that. So I started thinking about how I've enjoyed tweaking my website's code before. Like I, I mean, I do it yearly. (laughs) Every year I tinker with things. So I thought that maybe coding could actually be an option, and I started playing around with it. Okay, playing around with it is a bit maybe like wrong to say. I've actually taken some beginner coding courses in the past couple of weeks to see if I'd like it. I started the front-end engineer path inside Code Academy just because I felt like if I'm on a path, I'm, I'm kind of... Making progress towards something, but also then the lessons are organized in a way that makes sense, or like the courses, because when I was just looking at the course catalog, I had no idea what to what to watch first, you know. And yeah, yesterday, I finished part one out of five out of this path, and I passed the exam for that part yesterday. So it feels a little bit wild to think that in theory, if I keep going, I could have a whole new career in like three, four months. And if not a whole new career, I have definitely um, learned some skills that are pretty important nowadays. But if I'm going to really do this coding thing, I I told Marcus that I'm thinking I'm going to retire my photography business. Because while the photography business doesn't require much from me, anymore, apart from being the photographer, like I don't need to do much marketing and those kinds of things. It's still mentally a big thing to have two businesses, plus start something new, like study something new, apply for a new job, all of this stuff. And the cost of running my photography business is a good bit higher than this other business. So out of the two businesses, I think I'd rather stick with this one. So, as you can see, there's been quite a lot going on for me behind the scenes this spring. And at times, it's been very hard and frustrating. And at other times, it's felt kind of exciting or like I have some new clarity around my life, like a little bit. Even if it is kind of a bit murky also right now. One big moment of clarity hit me a few weeks ago. I was at body balance class, which is like a mix of Tai Chi, yoga, and Pilates. And during a balance exercise, the instructor said, it's okay if you fall or if you need to lower your leg for support or for a break. Stumbling is part of the journey. And that was somehow the exact thing I needed to hear in that moment. I needed to hear that it's okay to not get everything right as you're growing and developing, that it's okay to take breaks from it and that it's okay to lean on something, like maybe a little coding job. (laughs) So stumbling is part of the journey. Like so simple, but so important to know. So what does this all mean for building balance and for this business? For now, I don't plan on giving up on this business. But even if I do at some point, I'm not too worried about that anymore. I know that I'll always want to keep troubleshooting things, sharing ideas or thoughts, um, working with people, and being creative in some way. And that can happen through so many different mediums or different jobs. I do think I might take a bit of a break from the podcast sometime in the next few months though. I feel like a break from this could be really good (laughs) for my brain. That being said, for this podcast to grow and for my business to become a viable thing, I could really, really use your help. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, it would help me a lot if you wrote a review for it on Apple Podcasts or gave it a rating on Spotify, depending on what you have access to. By the way, if you write a review on Apple, I won't see it if you're outside of the U.S., so please send me a screenshot of your review if you do one. Overall, just any time you share about me or about the podcast on Instagram or in a Facebook group or with a friend, it helps a lot too. I know it might not seem like much, and I also know it can feel like a bit of a chore to write a review. But these little things make a big difference when enough people do them, right? All right, if you've been feeling a drop in your CISO lately because of how business has been going or not going, while this wasn't exactly an actionable episode, I hope that hearing my personal update helps you at least feel a little bit less alone with all of these thoughts. Oh, and if you wanted to listen to any of the episodes I mentioned in this episode, I'm going to list them in the description so that you can find them easily. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. Please let me know what you thought about this episode and I hope to catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you want support with productivity and balance as a business owner, you can find details about how we can team up at jennahilberg.com And I'm always happy to answer questions or comments through email or in my Instagram DMs. I hope that we get to chat soon.